Welcome to Smashed, a podcast about life, being a mom, a wife, a nurse, and also going on an adventure to finding one's true self. This podcast is a new adventure that I have started to explain my story and share everything that I've been able to figure out along the way. On today's episode, I want to explore my career of nursing and the idea of being able to change careers. This is my perspective and my own personal experiences. I read a quote by Scott Peck the other day and it resonated with me. Our finest moments are most likely to occur when we are feeling deeply uncomfortable, unhappy, or unfulfilled. For it is only in such moments propelled by our discomfort that we are likely to step out of our ruts and start searching for different ways and truer answers. I went for coffee with a friend the other day and among many topics, one of the things that we talked about was this idea of changing careers to something that was more fulfilling. By surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded and driven, how happy you could be in a career. We discussed the idea that in high school you're encouraged to go into a career based on what subjects you have the highest grades in rather than exploring what might actually make a person happy based on their interests and hobbies. But at 18, how are you supposed to know what you want to do with the rest of your life, right? Teach high school kids how to balance a budget, meal prep, take care of themselves, rather than focusing on this idea of cramming information from a textbook down their throats so that it can just be regurgitated onto a test. Pass or fail, black or white, there is no in between. And then you leave that world and move on, move into the quote-unquote real life and half the world flounders because we are lost. We hate our jobs and have unrealistic expectations and ideas of how life is supposed to be. I remember taking common summer school, career and life management, I believe is what it stood for. You know that course you take in high school that is supposed to teach a kid about life lessons? Well, I remember watching a lot of movies, a lot of movies. And for that final project, I remember getting to be fake married to the random kid who sat beside me. I picked a career and a monthly budget from a pile of little pieces of paper. And all that we had to do was create a budget where we spent money but couldn't overspend based on our income because, you know, that's what real life is like. I was a lawyer and my husband was a teacher, I believe. We made an amount of money with lots of zeros at the end of it because I was 16 and had no real concept of money or what real life was like. Well, my fake husband wanted a brand new truck, of course, and I had to have a nice car. Sounds like a perfect fake marriage, right? Well, it was, sort of. We had beautiful cars and a little condo in the river valley, but we ate ramen noodles every night and, of course, had a budget for beer. We finished the project with $10 in our pocket for the month, a pass for the project, pass for the class. Yay. But it was completely unrealistic. Fast forward a year and I'm graduating high school and was ready to take on the world. I had life figured out and was ready to be an adult because at 18, everyone has life figured out. I became a hairdresser. Absolutely adored it. It was a career that I loved. Late nights and early mornings didn't matter. Events, parties, and spending time making people love themselves because they looked good was uplifting. But then I turned 21, and I didn't see myself continuing to love the late nights, early mornings, and parties. The fulfillment I used to get from making people pretty and loving their hair had dwindled. So I changed jobs. I left a world that I knew and loved and jumped into insurance because I was placed there by an agency. Insurance was a different kind of career. I worked eight-hour days and listened to music all day while inputting information into a computer. I didn't talk to anyone unless I had to and just lived in my little cubicle. Those four walls became my world. It was enjoyable and gave me a completely different perspective on the world. 
But after two-ish years, I'd made the decision to change jobs again, go back to school and become a nurse. I remember I was in grade two when I wrote for some project that I was going to be a nurse when I grew up so that I could take care of people, as cliche as that sounds. That sentence came with a beautiful drawing of myself standing in scrubs with heels on for some reason. As I stood beside someone in a hospital with an oddly green face, the speech bubble coming from my mouth explained that I was there to help them. Nursing school seems like a lifetime ago, but again, similar to high school, information was crammed down your throat and it all came down to a pass or fail, black and white. How well can you remember the information from this textbook? Bedside manner wasn't taught. Juggling a busy caseload and all the personalities of a unit was not explained other than nurses eat their young. I remember being told that a lot through school and then in the first two years of my career. It's sad, but it's true. There is something in the nursing culture that breeds this idea that new nurses are baby deers on ice who just need to be watched until they fail. Let them flounder until they figure it out. And you spend the first little while afraid of your own shadow, no matter how confident you are in your skills or knowledge. Senior nurses are seen as scary because they know it all, have seen it all, or at least that's how they seem when you're fresh and right out of school. Well, I'm going to be honest, it's been eight years and I'm still asking a whole lot of questions. Maybe when I reach my 10-year mark, that's when I'll hit the knowing all and seen it all stage. But in my eight years of nursing, I've been able to witness some amazing moments in my career. And unfortunately, those amazing moments have come with some of the worst days at the same time. Births, growths, milestones reached, discharges, and deaths. One of the biggest takeaways is that no parent should ever have to bury their own child. And that in school, while they're cramming those theories of Freud and Erickson down your throat, a class or two should be taught about self-care, self-preservation, self-awareness, what the demands of this job will actually do to your mental and emotional state. Throughout my career, I've worked with some of the best staff, with some remaining friends and some actually becoming like family. But throughout school and in the early parts of my career, I was never taught boundaries and how to actually cope with the stresses of the job. Without dealing with those stresses, burnout became all too real for myself. Burnout can be defined as a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It is characterized by three dimensions. Feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, increased mental distance from one's job, or feeling of negativity and cynicism related to one's job, and reduced professional efficiency. And in my own words, because that definition is way too long and way too wordy. Well, you basically reach a point where you're giving more than you have to a job day in and day out. You wake up and you give 110% every day while also needing to go home, cook, clean, and take care of your family. Be a dad, be a mom, be a husband, be a wife. Help with kids' homework, take the kids to soccer practice. And then after all that, take a minute for yourself. Sleep get up and do it all over again. Each day I would give 110% because I knew how I'd want my parents cared for or my daughter. That's how I always looked at each situation in my career. If this patient standing in front of me was my mom, my dad, my sister, my husband, my daughter, my best friend, how would I want them treated? So inevitably I gave and gave and gave. And honestly, each time I gave, I lost a little bit more of my heart and my soul. Some days I did get wins back. Parents would come in and patients would get to be discharged home. Kids would get better, beat the odds, the wins, the reasons I became a nurse. But with every win, I've had moments that I wish no one would ever have to deal with. 
holding a child for an IV, giving medication that would make that child feel so much worse, but in the long run, hopefully cure them so that they could get better and be discharged. And of course, deaths. Moments that still haunt me years later. Moments that even after talking to my therapist still haunt me. Did, did I do enough? Care enough? Go long enough? The cries from parents after being told the worst news of their life still echo in my mind. But I'd get days off, sleep, recharge the batteries, so to say, and then go back to the same environment expecting change. The idea of insanity comes to mind, doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. I love being a nurse, especially a pediatric nurse. But what do you do when the good days are outnumbered by the bad days? And this was all before COVID became a reality. COVID. Ugh. A trigger word for most people. Whether you believe in the severity of it or not, it is the reality that we all are facing now. But I feel that stress and COVID and mental health is going to be something that I'm going to explore in a different episode. I was also always taught that in order to be happy, a person needs to have work-life balance. I don't want that anymore. Balance suggests that the two ideas are opposite to each other, sitting on a seesaw and may not have anything in common, which is not true. Work-life balance seeks to achieve the ideal state where your work and life coexist and thrive separately. If you keep them separate, you don't learn to transfer what you do successfully in one area to another. I want work-life integration. Integration sees every activity in your day as part of a whole picture. There is not a sense of competing elements of work and life that must be evenly distributed. That idea is a beautiful thing. It gives you the opportunity to get creative and identify new possibilities to make things better across all areas of your life. Dr. Ellen Langer wrote, The rules you were given were the rules that worked for the person who created them. When you're mindful, Rules, routines, and goals guide you. They don't govern you. In working on this episode, I've come to terms that it isn't easy to change your career. When you've spent years working towards one goal, only to get there and realize that it isn't what you thought it would be. The easiest thing to do is to keep at it and hope that it gets better. Or worse, trick yourself into believing that career fulfillment is impractical, or maybe even a myth. Making the choice to take control over your career path requires a large leap of faith. It requires you to say to yourself, I don't know that this will work, but I do know that what I'm doing is not working. So I'm going to try. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and I hope that you enjoyed it. Moving forward, new episodes will be released every Sunday. Thanks, guys.